Before we start the show, we'd like to remind our audio listeners that this show was developed as a video podcast. If you'd like to see any of the visuals that are referenced in this episode, we invite you to check out our YouTube channel. Simply search for the Conquer Risk podcast. You'll see all the shows we produce, including this one. And just like the audio, you can subscribe to be notified the moment a new episode drops. Enjoy the show. From research by Potomac and the Conquer Risk podcast, this is Who Charted. All right, welcome back to another episode of Who Charted. I am Dan Russo. With me, as always, is Manish Kato. We're going to go through the charts. Manish will set them up. I'll knock them down. What are we going with first? Uh, this episode is going to be all about the fun subject of bonds. The 10-year yield. Rates have failed to break out. We're at levels that we were about a year ago. Bullish or bearish? I actually think that this is bullish for the equity market. It's probably bullish for the fixed income market as well. Uh, The simple fact of the matter is rates have been unable to break above those highs from last year. And what's interesting to me is if you dig a little bit deeper from a positioning standpoint, a lot of speculative traders are short treasuries. The consensus view is for rates to move higher. The markets, one of the market's main jobs is to inflict the most amount of pain on the greatest number of people at any time. I think you can inflict a lot of pain on a lot of people with rates going lower rather than higher. So I think this is bullish bonds, which ultimately is bullish for the equity market. If you say so. I do say so. I just did, literally. For the last 40 years or so, bonds have been the dampener to the risky equity market. For that relationship to work in the future, they have to be negatively correlated. And at least recently, it's starting to change. You see the one year being positive and the five year creeping towards zero. Bullish or bearish? Well, in light of the previous chart, uh, if rates are going lower and this correlation is turning positive, that would be bullish for equities. Uh, This is something, a topic that we were very vocal on uh, last year, that inflation was the main driver of shifting correlation in the stock market relative to the bond market. Um, You know, you could call what's normal, what's not normal, we don't know. But for the past 22, 23 years, you know, when stocks have zigged, bonds have zagged, and it's made things like the 60-40 portfolio a great place to be. We think that that could be changing, something we started pounding the table on last year, been less vocal on it recently. But I want to put it back on the radar screen because as you can see in this chart, the one-year correlation is positive, the five-year correlation is getting closer to zero. If we start to see a positive correlation between stocks and bonds, and the consensus view is for rates to go up and they actually go down, well, then that would be a positive for the equity market. And these trends take a while. You know, People make calls like this or or thoughts about trends and everyone wants it to happen in the next six to nine months. And uh, that's not how it works. So, uh, you know, these are longer term views. Yeah, this is one that'll play out over time uh, if it does continue to play out. And I mean, look, it took, you know, we didn't turn on a dime to go from positively correlated to negatively correlated, but we stayed that way for over 20 years. So it's more like uh, more like turning an aircraft carrier here on this one. Yep. The relative chart between short term tips relative to the broader bond market is stuck in a holding pattern. What gives bullish or bearish? 
I think ultimately, if we're just going to sit here and turn sideways, uh, it's an, it's neutral. But let's think about this in terms of, uh, again, rates. You know, a, a big driver of rates moving higher uh, and the outperformance seen on the left-hand side of this chart was inflation, right? And, you know, if maybe Powell did his job, maybe inflation's under control. I, that's not the call here. If, if Powell dropped the ball and inflation is going to rip higher, I would expect this chart to be ripping higher as well. So far it's not, it's sitting in a holding pattern. So that tells me that there is a lower probability that that first chart of rates is going to break out. So let's call this one neutral from a trend perspective right now, but one we want to really keep a close eye on. I think we should get used to the term higher for longer when it comes to rates and inflation. You're probably going to hear that a lot over the next couple of years. I think you're going to hear high for longer. Um, you know, maybe we are close to the end and we just sit here uh, at the current terminal rate until there's a reason to move. Unfortunately, the reason to move will probably be some sort of blow up somewhere in the market or the economy. So let's uh, doomsday. Dan likes that. We're on the lookout. Investment newsletter writers and failed money managers love to spread fear. They typically go after things like the collapse of the dollar or a credit event. Uh, the the current uh, fear mongering is around a credit event. We just don't see it. If you look at the data, uh, the credit markets are not stressed. And so what say you, bullish or bearish? So this is bullish. I think, you know, I mean, people who are trying to put eyeballs on themselves and their product understand the old media mantra, if it bleeds, it leads, right? So let's talk about the dollar blowing up and no longer being the reserve currency. Let's talk about a massive credit event that's going to take down you know, the financial system, those are fun, right? So right now we're not seeing it. Uh, this chart is triple C and below option adjusted spread. So basically the shit of the shit in the bond market and it's turning lower and below it's one year moving average. And you can see the instances where it has blown out, right? 2008, 2009, obviously a big blowout there. Uh, 2015, 2016, that's when a lot of energy companies were blowing up. There's a ton of energy companies that are high yield bonds. And then 2020, right, with COVID. You're not seeing that kind of event right now. Now, could it happen? Of course. But generally speaking, this chart starts to trend higher, not lower, in front of those events. In every one of these instances, you can see that the line had turned higher, was above the one-year moving average. Not the case right now. So if you want to pitch me a credit event that's going to take place sometime in the next 30 or so days, the credit market fails to see your credit event. The shit right now, of the anyway. shit is also in the disclosure, by the way. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. You know, you want to sound like a dork and say triple C option just spread. You can just call it shit. There's got to be a pony in that pile of poop. You can go digging for it if you want. Technology is still in an uptrend. It currently makes up roughly 28% of the S&P 500. If the consensus on rates is wrong and rates come in, how is this going to affect tech? Bullish I think it's bullish for tech. It's bullish for tech, which in turn would be bullish for the market. And I realize that this is out of character for me. I'm saying a lot of bullish things about the market, but the simple fact of the matter is the weight of the evidence is there. And I, some people might be wondering, why are we talking about a tech chart when it's all about bonds? Uh, but this is a pocket of the market, a large pocket of the market that is sensitive to interest rates, right? Most of these technology companies are in the growth category, cash flows way out in the future, right? So if you're going to discount those cash flows at a higher rate, you're going to get lower present value prices, right? 2022, technology, massive underperformer, big downtrend. 
2023, as it looks like rates might be peaking, right? The 10 years failing to break out stands to reason that this could continue to move higher. We're above a 200 day moving average, maybe a little bit stretched above it in the near term. I think we got uh, close to three standard deviations above. But um, if the market was worried about higher rates, I think you'd see tech trading more like it was 2022 and not like what you're seeing now. So far, I see a pause near the highs within the context of an uptrend. So if we thought we were gonna get higher rates, I think this would be heading lower, not the case. Somewhat related, but also probably completely unrelated. Most of these large tech companies, if you have a CFO worth a shit, uh, have debt that's long-term at low rates. And so maybe it's not surprising that even though rates are increasing, it's not affecting their performance whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, listen, the, the bigger companies within this category throw off a lot of cash flow. They can certainly service their debt. I'm not going to say certainly service their debt. I don't want to speak in such absolutes, but it's likely that they can service their debt. Think about companies like Microsoft and Apple. So if they, you know, if they borrowed at ridiculously low rates, um, once again, point me to your credit event. Ben Carlson recently wrote a blog post about the luckiest generation ever being the baby boomers because they arguably lived through the greatest financial period on record uh, going back to the early 80s. Uh, by his calculation, since 1983, the S&P is roughly up about 8,000%. This next chart, since we're all about bonds, to me, tells the entire story, or maybe, uh, about, uh, about that period. Uh, given that we live through a declining rate environment that could be changing. And if you look at the chart, it's starting to poke up a little bit, right? When in doubt, zoom out. This tells a, a, a big story. Bullish or bearish? Um, okay, so this certainly does look like the 40-year downtrend in rates is over. I actually think it started to end around 2019 and then COVID threw a wrench in the works. Um, and now we're just kind of continuing that slow turn. This again is going to be like turning an aircraft carrier, not a fighter jet. Um, I think bullish or bearish here depends on the speed of the move, right? The market can adjust itself to anything if it has time to adjust to what's happening, right? If we wake up one day and rates are at 1% and then they're at 4%, which is kind of what's happened here on the 10 year, are you going to get a year like we had last year where the market is going to kind of, you know, move lower as it adjusts to that rapid movement. But if we get a gradual rise in rates uh, that the market can can discount, um, it's probably not bearish. Maybe it's neutral. Uh, it's The speed is going to happen there. Now, I have an opinion about baby boomers, but I'm not going to espouse it here other than to say that, you know, your parents fought the greatest war ever and then you guys came in here and saddled us with debt. So thanks for that. Um... I'm neutral on this one. Speed matters. Got it. That'll do it for this episode of Who Charted, where we talked about the most boring topic in the world, bonds. Like, subscribe, forward. Just don't tweet it because we pulled our page down. Thank you. Interest rates are literally the most important factor in the market. This is not boring. Cheer up. Thanks, everyone. Potomac Fund Management is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This information is prepared for general information only and should not be considered as individual investment advice nor as a solicitation to buy or offer to sell any security. This material does not constitute any representation as to the suitability or appropriateness of any investment advisory program or security.
please visit our disclosure page, potomacfund.com disclosures, for more information. Potomac does not make any representation or warranties as to the accuracy, timeliness, suitability, completeness, or relevance of any information prepared by any unaffiliated third party, whether linked to the Potomac website or incorporated herein, and takes no responsibility for any of this information. The views of Potomac are subject to change, and Potomac is under no obligation to notify you of any changes. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that the future performance of any specific investment or investment strategy will be profitable or equal to any historical performance.